This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We're talking real money. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Hi, Don here. Welcome to the podcast. Glad you could stop in. Um, We won't have a podcast on Christmas Day. I know that surprises you, but we're going to skip that one. And uh, we will do our regular show, though. We'll do the call-in show on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. You can call us live on Saturday from 3 to 5 Eastern at 855-935-TALK. Or you can leave your questions anytime at 855 935-8255. You know, I was thinking about what I would do for Christmas on the podcast, and uh, what occurred to me was we have these Christmas wishes. It seems like a tradition. We wish for things for Christmas, and I could wish for a lot of, you know, big things that everybody else wishes for, but I thought I would make my wish financial and for you financially. My wish, my fervent wish, and this goes out to all of you in the financial services industry. I'm talking about you stockbrokers and insurance agents and dual registered registered investment advisors or investment advisor representatives if you work for an RIA. I'm talking to all of you. My wish for you, but more for your clients, is that you start being honest with yourself and with them. That you realize that when you obfuscate, when you fail to be transparent, when you sell products that have huge commissions for you, but you don't disclose them to the client, when you sell the latest hot thing just to make a sale, When you check your book, and it's not really a book anymore, it's online, to see who hasn't moved their money in a while to generate a new commission, whether you want to believe it or not, you're a bad person. You are. Oh, I know. You're just doing what's best for your family, for your company. But you're not doing what's best for the most important person in the equation. And that's your client. They should come first. There is too much dishonesty in this business, the financial advice business, way too much. Survey after survey after survey shows that stockbrokers, which covers most people's understanding of the financial advice industry, that stockbrokers are only less trusted than members of Congress. Oh, and used car salesmen. Is that where you want to be as a financial professional? Less trustworthy than almost any other professional in the world? Except for used car salesmen? I just don't think so. Is money so important to you? 
Is your bottom line so important to you? And in this, I'm also speaking to the firms, that it is okay to have a horrible reputation, that it is acceptable to get in trouble with regulators over misleading clients once in a while because, hey, those fines, without admitting or denying guilt, are just a cost of doing business. Is that how you want to be? I mean, I don't. I don't. I have been in the financial advice industry for a very, 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 very long time. And in the spirit of 100% transparency, I was you in my 20s. And I got to tell you, at the time, I didn't know better. At the time, I truly did not know better. I didn't know the industry. I didn't have an MBA. I had no clue. I thought I was doing what the people on high at Dean Witter Reynolds uh, thought was best. It wasn't until later that I realized I was selling this stuff to get a commission. I was selling this stuff to keep my job. I was selling this stuff to increase my income. And I stopped. I did. I couldn't do it. And that's while that's anecdotal, I have found that to be the case with, and that's anecdotal there too, with so many former stockbrokers with whom I've discussed this. Many, many, many. They just couldn't take it anymore. They couldn't take the lies, the opacity. They just couldn't do it. I, my fervent wish is that the financial advice industry will eventually realize that it's in everybody's best interest to maybe make a little less money today and start doing what is right for people going forward. And we received a fascinating question on Saturday's show that I think, I, I don't remember if it was in the first or the second hour, so I don't know if it was Monday or Tuesday's podcast this week, but great question from a woman who said, yeah, 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 you talk about all how all these other people are doing it badly, but what about you? You make money off of uh, giving financial advice. What about you? You're a hypocrite. No. I believe in capitalism. I just don't believe in victimhood capitalism. I don't believe that that there has to be a winner and a loser in capitalism. I don't believe that that I get rich at the expense of someone else. I don't believe that. I don't believe that that's the way it works. As a matter of fact, in the spirit of absolutely full disclosure, I am not wealthy and I never will be. Am I comfortable? Do I make a decent salary for my work? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I will, will I be a multimillionaire in retirement? No, <laughs> no, I might with my house and all. Yeah, I probably will break seven figures, but I'm not gonna, not, not gonna break eight. Uh, and of course that puts me in a very comfortable place. I'm very blessed. I am truly a lucky, lucky man to have been able to do something about which I am passionate and go to bed every night feeling like I have done good work. 
And I ask all of you in the financial services industry, all of you out there selling indexed annuities at, at 7 and 8 and 9% commissions, all of you out there selling Class C shares of mutual funds and telling people, or at least implying, that they're no-load funds, all of you who are looking for an annuity to churn or a mutual fund to turn over or trades to make, I ask you, really, truly, how does your conscience, conscience, <laughs> and your conscience, conscious, how does your conscience feel? Does it feel totally unburdened? Do you honestly believe every day you are doing the right thing? And I particularly ask that of those of you who have been in the industry for a very long time, because I know you newbies don't know. I know you don't know. But I beg the industry, please. Adopt a fee-only approach to money. Please charge your clients. I don't care if you charge them one and a quarter percent per year. I do care if you charge them two or three because I think that's bloody greedy. Manage money based on science, not on hunches. Help people truly invest. Discourage gambling. Do what is right for your client all the time. Please, I know it won't happen across the board, but if a couple of people do it, then maybe the process has begun. I think it has. You know, you see Merrill Lynch and some of the big ones going away from, from the commission model and going more to the fee-based model. I'd, I'd just like to see it go farther. Lower fees, fewer sales. So that's my holiday wish. I think it's a worthy one. And of course, I wish that you keep asking us questions because we love to help. So you can call and ask your questions at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Or you can go to the new, brand new, just new as of today, TalkingRealMoney.com and send your questions in using the Contact Us button. You'll see it. There's a phone number and a contact button. And you can even record your question there. So do that. Ask your questions. Before you get into trouble, get a second opinion here. Uh, let Tom and I help. 855-935-TALK or go to TalkingRealMoney.com. And let's get a couple of questions answered. And let's start with Roth IRA for my 20-year-old son. Okay. Well, not my 20-year-old son cuz my kids are all older than that. But but here's the uh, here's the question. Looking at my son into an IRA as a retirement vehicle. He's sitting on a pretty good chunk of cash in his savings account from wages while he lives at home and attends college online for the time being. We have a Merrill Lynch advisor who manages my father-in-law's investments and she recommends MFECX Growth Fund with a whopping 1.66% annual fee. I think this is too much for a young kid to pay over and over again for a one-time stock recommendation. I've listened to your show on the weekends and would like a recommendation on a fund we can use to start an IRA that will reduce his current tax burden and grow tax-free with no tax implications upon withdrawal at 59 and a half years old. Can you help? Yes, I can. 
And uh, yes, you're wise to contact us because that's the uh, MFS Growth Fund C shares. Hmm, what a coincidence. Literally, this is coincidental. I was just talking about brokers selling C shares. C shares are the most dishonest mutual fund share class, the most dishonest, because the broker didn't disclose that she is going to get her full commission on that, probably 5%, right up front. That 1% is the 12B1 fee, and the mutual fund company uses that to reimburse themselves for the commission paid to the broker. You see, a broker could sell you. In fact, let me just look it up. MFS growth class A. Let's look at class A. If they have a class A share, they may not even have a class A share. Hmm. Really? There are a lot of mutual funds. Oh, I just saw it. MFS growth A. There it is. Okay. Just took me a minute to find it. MFS growth A has a 0.91% expense ratio and a commission of, drumroll while I find it, uh, where is the commission? 5.75%. So um, actually the 12B1 fee is a little lower, but the fact of the matter remains that either way, you're going to pay her a commission. And when they sell a Class A share, you know what the commission is. You actually see it come out of your account. So it's very honest. In a Class C share, you don't see that because they take the 1.66% per year out of your assets, out of your return, actually. So you don't see it. You never see it. Horribly dishonest. C shares should be done away with. Many, many years ago, shortly after they came out, the chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission, I believe it was Christopher Cox at the time, said that uh, Class C shares are, quote, sales loads in drag. They're designed to do exactly what I opined against, which is obfuscation. Now, let's make this easy for you. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com the new and improved TalkingRealMoney.com and just scroll down the page a little bit and you'll see popular show topics. And right there is a title, Three Funds at Three Groups. And given your son's age, the fact that he's young, I would do a 50-50 portfolio between U.S. equities and international equities. That's simple. And then just keep rebalancing it back to about 50-50. He doesn't need bonds just yet. He might someday, but don't worry about it. Or he could go with the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, which is VTWAX. The ETF version of it is VT. And make sure he does that in a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA because the Roth IRA grows tax-free as you requested. And there you have it. And thanks for the question. Again, call him in. Send them in. You can call 855-935-TALK, or you can send questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just go to the contact button there at the top, or you can scroll down the, the new homepage, and you'll see questions. Contact us. It's really easy. Uh, let's see. I have another one right here. This question 
Fidelity Recommendations, and IFA Portfolios. Hi, Tom and Don. I asked this question about a month ago, and either I missed your answer or perhaps you misunderstood my intent. I honestly don't remember the question. So, uh, I have a fair amount of my portfolio at Fidelity. I am glad to see you now provide recommended three fund portfolios there, but I would like to know why you chose the funds you did instead of Fidelity's zero expense ratio funds. That's the first part of the question. I'm going to answer that now. The funds we suggest are funds that actually cover the whole market. They own, <laughs> I just knocked my pen over, they own all of the securities that are publicly traded within those markets. The zero fee funds, the Fidelity Zero funds, are gimmicky and they're not, they don't own the whole market. They're fund emulators. And I would rather have the actual fund than the fund emulators, particularly when we're talking a difference of a buck or two or three a year. It's really, you know, five bucks. It's not that much money. Even if you're into the tens of thousands of dollars, we're talking 50 bucks. It's just not enough to deviate from what we want to see you do, and that is own the whole market. Second, here's the second part of the question. Secondly, and this is where I think maybe you misunderstand or misunderstood my intent, I have another large chunk of my portfolio at Schwab, and it is being managed by index fund advisors. Mark Hebner, we know him well. I am not asking your opinion of IFA's fund choices, which is high, by the way. We think Mark does a great job. But I would like to know your thoughts about the complexity of the 10-plus fund portfolios in general, not IFAs, versus the three fund portfolios provided here. My question is about the complexity of rebalancing, etc., because I try to mimic, as best I can, my IFA portfolio with the money that isn't at Schwab, my 401k, etc. Thanks, guys, and a Merry Christmas. Thank you, and a Merry Christmas to you. Uh, love, Mark. Love Mark's funds, love Mark's way of doing business. We used to do, many years ago, um, education work for Mark. We, uh, I created one of his videos. We, we did a, a radio show with him. So we like what Mark does. Uh, we do very similar portfolios that are more complex for our clients. The reason we use three fund portfolios is because we have found that people who do it themselves have a very difficult time, as you said, with the complexity of rebalancing, for example, with the discipline. There can be times when emerging markets feel terrible or when small cap value is performing horribly and people just go, well, I'm not going to get into that anymore. Because when you get into those specific little niche funds, while they do tend to provide slightly better returns and better diversification, which usually means lower volatility, standard deviation, they add a level of complexity that makes it too difficult for most DIY investors to DIY. That's why we keep it simple, because it's more likely to keep people invested and to get them to keep the discipline intact. It's just too easy to look at one of those funds. It's hard for us as human beings to look at our portfolio as one entity. We tend to pick it apart and focus on those things 
that are really doing well and not doing well. And we want to buy more of those that are really doing well, which is only actually have done well. And we want to, uh, we're going to wait on those that aren't doing very well. In other words, haven't done well. And that's a sure-fired formula for failure. So that's why. Thank you for your question. Absolutely appreciate it. I'm sorry we missed the first one. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Again, big request. Tell your friends. The more the merrier. And by the way, if you have very complex questions, and, and some of you do, every once in a while it's like, wow, I just don't think we can answer that on the show. It's too complicated, and there is the need for a back-and-forth conversation. Or sometimes you just have this messy portfolio that's you know a little here, a little there, a little. I call it hodgepodgery, the hodgepodge portfolio. Or you just want a second opinion. You're just trying to get a plan started. You're thinking, okay, I need to plan for retirement. What do I do now? Please remember that we make an absolute promise to everybody, anybody in the country. We've got to be in the U.S. We will help anybody for a while. Now, some of you try to take advantage of this. You know who you are, where you'll call over and over again and go, no, I don't want to be a client. I just need help with this, and I just need help with that. Well, we're going to do it for you. We, we say once, but we tend to be even nicer than that. So, But if you, if you want ongoing help, become a client. But if you need help, one-off. Go to veststory.com. That's our investment advisory firm. Set up an appointment with one of our advisors. They're 100% fiduciaries. I uh, I promise you they will not try to sell you anything. We don't sell on commissions. I promise you you won't get a high-pressure sales pitch. There's no obligation. There's no cost. It's really, 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 really incredibly easy. And you're going to feel better after you've done this probably than you did before. So go to vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Just set up an appointment when it's convenient for you. We'll make sure we find an advisor who can spend a little time with you. All right? S- tell your friends, please. Um, and if you like the podcast, if you think, I like this podcast, well, it's nice to, you know, it's, we appreciate when you let us know. We get some very nice reviews. We've gotten a couple of nasty ones particularly about me doing voices, but uh, we really love them. Uh, you, the, really, the only place you can do reviews is on Apple Podcasts. So even if you listen el- elsewhere, go to Apple Podcasts and write one. Uh, just It's about the podcast, not about anything else. Uh, let's see. Anything else? No. I think that does it for this Christmas Eve. Have an incredible Christmas. Really, have a great one. Have a wonderful time talking to your family remotely via FaceTime or Skype or Zoom or phone or texting or Facebook Messenger or whatever it is you use. Please don't go see people. This virus is awful. Please don't. I know it's hard, but please don't. I've got family members on ventilators, family members with pneumonia right now whose life is in danger. And many of you do too, I'm sure. But for those of you who don't, who haven't experienced this yet, don't take chances, please. I really want you around. And uh, 
Listen to the show Saturday, too. By the way, there's a link to listen to the show live now at uh, TalkingRealMoney.com. So go check out the new TalkingRealMoney.com. Have a great, 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 great holiday. Of course, we'll be doing all our stuff next week, too. Just probably taking New Year's Day off. But otherwise, we're going to be here for you. We always are, and we appreciate you being there for us. Take good care of yourself. I'm Don McDonald. Talking Real Money. That the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.